highs and lows of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Chrissy. And this is Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today we're starting a very exciting and very long chapter in our podcast. Indeed. We have confirmation and a release date for Sign of the Times Super Deluxe. Yes. Very, very exciting. We are pumped. We are also <laughs> very much going to quarantine ourselves from the Sign of the Times album and anything that might be on that release coming out September 25th. However, there's a lot of material from 1987 that is not included on the Super Deluxe Edition. So we thought we'd kick off our coverage and start talking about some things that aren't on the Super Deluxe Edition. Which is kind of amazing because there are nine discs with this nine... Yeah, eight uh, CDs and a DVD. Yes. Or however many LPs that is. Yeah, which we're, we won't be getting the LPs because we don't really have a place to play them. They're beautiful, but... We really can only afford to buy one, so we're going to buy the one we can listen to most effectively. That's right. Um, so starting with today, we are covering the Sign of the Times concert film, That's which right. due to all kinds of legal wranglings and uh, complexities is not part of Sign of the Times Super Deluxe which Editions. Which is bananas. It's unfortunate, but also okay, because I don't really, I'd, I would much rather get other stuff. And because That's of fair. the uh, legal rights holders and company bankruptcies and passing of rights of this film, um, it can't be included on Super Deluxe Edition because the estate doesn't have the rights to include it. We get a different concert instead, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Yeah, that's, I mean, really... For us, Sorry. a fortuitous sort of... We'll take it. Yeah. It's kind of like the 1999 Super Deluxe Edition. We got two concerts that were previously unreleased. Had there been a release of a 1999 concert video, then they would have included it like they did with Purple Rain. There was the 1985 Syracuse show that everyone I know and their dog had a copy of on VHS. We got it on DVD, but it's the same show. Right. So, so here we get something different. So that's super exciting. Yep. So because that was not included, we're going to talk about it starting today. That's right. Why wait until September 25th? That's right. Because we decided there's going to be a whole bunch of material now. You know, we're not, don't have enough clout to get a uh, advanced copy of that's right. Super Deluxe. <laughs> yeah. We pre-ordered it like every other mortal human being. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so... Rather than wait to start our coverage till it comes out, because there is so much that's not included, which is bananas, because like we said, there's so much included on Super Deluxe, we're going to go ahead and start our coverage now and lead up to it. That's right. That's right. So this, The Sign of the Times, concert film. The only Prince film that Siskel and Ebert gave two thumbs up to, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty neat. If you don't know who Siskel and Ebert is, kids, you look it up. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert. Gene Siskel. Roger Ebert might be the funniest reviewer, Mm -hmm. like, 
ever. Yeah. He's so great. I love reading his reviews for my other podcast, particularly when the movies are bad, because he always <laughs> has at least one line that I'm like, that is gold and sums up this movie perfectly. Yeah. 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 Rest in peace. Rest in peace, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, so like we said, normally we wouldn't cover a concert or a concert film like this one until we properly had covered the album for which the tour promoted. But uh, because we're going to uh, abstain from Sign of the Times (laughs) studio material, you might say, we're kicking this off today. That's right. So this movie, it opened in Detroit on October 29th, 1987, and nationwide just a few weeks later on November 20th, 1987. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be a much bigger hit on home video. Yep. Than in the movie theater. Yeah, you can almost look at this as Prince's first toe in the pool of exploring different methods of distribution. He made this movie, wasn't a big success in theaters, but then the home video route turned out to be a huge success. Yes. So that's kind of cool way to look at it, long before the internet was a thing. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. For consumers, anyway. Mm-hmm. It was originally... Meant to be filmed in Rotterdam and Antwerp. Yes, Netherlands and Belgium. And it was filmed there, but unfortunately, (laughs) the footage uh, was grainy. Very dark. Largely unusable. Yep. Um, But they were filmed on very short notice. I read that they Mm. were supposed to have been filmed in an outdoor venue in England. Okay. And inclement weather force them to cancel the shows where they originally going to film them. Right. So it was filmed originally Rotterdam, the Netherlands, June 26, 27, 28th of 1987 and Antwerp, Belgium in June 29th, 1987. Yep. So what does Prince do when he finds out I can't use any of the footage that was filmed (laughs) at this live show? Well, Lucky for him, he had just finished building Paisley Park, had a 12,000-square-foot soundstage, and decided we'll reshoot the whole dang thing uh-huh. and use audio that we've already got recorded. Mm-hmm. and Mostly. Make, mostly. And so that's what they did on, on and around July 23rd, 1987. Yeah, July 18th to the 23rd yeah. or 24th, depending on the source. So I think filming started... The last night of filming started on July 23rd, probably went into the wee hours of the morning on the 24th. One would guess. Yeah. Yep. But that was a huge stage to build, recreate, yeah. light. They really did a good job recreating it. So yeah, they did do a, a great job recreating, rebuilding the, the tour set, essentially, and the lighting by Leroy Bennett, who had started working with Prince in 1980, and is how Brenda Bennett ended up in Vanity and Apollonia 6, mm-hmm. uh, his wife, um, did some incredible, this is probably the most well-lit stage of any Prince tour, if you yeah, ask me. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting Fairly complex, lots of neon, but not solely lit by the neon. Yeah. It's all that's very accents, but in a really very great, very fun 80s way. Yeah. Even lighting that matched Prince's 
outfits, costumes. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. I guess we should mention that the film, this particular film, was re-released in early 2005 uh, on DVD. It was originally a VHS release. Um, and a Blu-ray version was released in Australia by Via Vision Entertainment on May 9th, 2012. Um, and it has yet to be released on DVD and, or Blu-ray in the U.S. And it's been out of print, and, print in the U.S. since 1991. However, in 2017, Showtime acquired the rights and became began airing the film on uh, their premium cable channel. And it can also be found on YouTube, and it's uh, included on Amazon Prime. If you're a Prime subscriber, you can watch the film in HD on Amazon Prime for free. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Which, and there was a 2019 German reissue right. that had a big book and both DVD and Blu-ray versions of it. Lots of stories and behind-the-scenes footage on that particular... Yeah, new artwork by Martin Holmet. Yeah. And uh, Peach and Black podcast is included on it. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, that thing is locked for Region 2 DVD and Region B Blu-ray, which is not inclusive of the U.S., so... Right, so we'd have to jailbreak our DVD player, Blu-ray player. Yeah. Josh is reluctant to do so. I don't know. I'm lucky to find the remote for the thing. So you want me to jailbreak it? Uh, that that to me is getting it out of the cabinet. I just jailbroke it. Uh, you could probably head over to Goodwill and get a Blu-ray player for $15 and jailbreak that one. Oh, well, yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, We probably won't, but you no. could do that. You could. Dear listener, if you do it and uh, go ahead and watch that super cool German release or the Australian release, Yeah. Um, you know, let us know how it is. Does it have cool stuff on it? You can yeah. let us know by finding us on social media. <laughs> Josh is laughing at me because I'm always trying to figure out a new way to introduce the social media. I know it's coming at some point. I just never know when. <laughs> The time is now. The time is now. So you can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. Or you can send us an email at TMATSpodcast at gmail.com. So we're covering this film because it's not included on Sign of the Times Super Deluxe. Let's mention now what's not included on this concert film that was actually played in concert. Uh, Girls and Boys, Let's Go Crazy, When Doves Cry, Purple Rain, 1999, Kiss, and sometimes Strange Relationship were often played on tour but are not included in the film. Probably for length, I would guess. I would I would guess so. This is about an hour and a half or so. Yep, and you're pushing the limits of VHS at that point, mm-hmm. which was the main method of distribution. Yes. So, shall we talk about the concert film? Yes, let's do it. Let's jump right in. So, there are little tiny small story vignettes peppered throughout this film. Yeah. I don't think it was in Princess Nature to not do that. <laughs> he could, no, but they he weren't. could not include it. No, but they weren't um, obtrusive. Yeah. They weren't, they, I mean, they're a little cheesy, but they weren't annoying they were or like, too long. They were like Broadway yeah. show cheesy kind of thing. 
Yes, but not even really adding that much story to it. True. <laughs> it was I'm just really... talking about the cheese factor. <laughs> it was New York cheese. Yeah, yeah. New York City Broadway cheese. Uh huh. It was like a floppy piece of pizza that you fold in half. Uh huh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the film starts with exactly one of those. Yes. Um, like you said, none of them are terrible, and they do contribute to making this more of a movie than just a concert, I suppose. I'd have been fine with one more song. And and no. None of the vignettes. And none of the vignettes. Yeah. But Prince is very cute and endearing mm-hmm. in these little vignettes. I think he did a good job of making sure he was the best actor (laughs) in the film. Saying a lot, I know it's not saying a lot, but yeah, these are primarily unknown people, which is what he did with uh, Purple Rain. It's what he did with Under the Cherry Moon, primarily too, with unknown actors and actresses. So we start near an alley of what you assume is a fake shopping district within the Paisley Park. Studio. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because that's what it is. <laughs> it is. Um, but also starts uh, with one of Prince's biggest obsessions in 1987, Plasma Globes. <laughs> this movie wouldn't yeah. have happened without the Plasma Globe. No. Somebody went to Spencer's. Yep. And bought probably several yep. Plasma Globes. That's right. In order to... Uh, Complete this film. <laughs> yeah. It would not have happened. Nope. But Prince overhears an argument in an alley between Greg Brooks, his girlfriend, and his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah, his <laughs> girlfriends. They're in a an adult district. Right. With a lot of uh, suggestive neon. Fairly... Not just suggestive, <laughs> but naked people okay. in positions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sucking on things. That's right. Yeah. So this was a... a of course, it's not at that level, but it reminded me a little of a West Side Story yeah. scene. Uh huh. Um, you know, with one word exchanges between Greg Brooks and Cat Glover. Yeah. And some snare drums in between uh-huh. that kind of. Love. Money. Silly. Love. Money. So there's those one words one word exchanges before Cat, one of Greg's two girlfriends, runs off and mm-hmm. Prince gives chase. Yeah. End of vignette scene one. Yeah, that's right. The music starts uptown or up top. I couldn't understand exactly what he said, like the very first thing. He said I thought he said uptown. He does. Okay. Uptown. Well, when I was watching it on Prime, it said up top, and I can see why they like the captions. Yeah, there were captions on it, and it said up top in the captions, which made sense because he started clapping over his head. Oh, so well, it's one or the other. It's uptown. Okay, that's what I thought. He calls the crowd uptown a number of town a number of times. Yeah, in the show. Interestingly, we get like a fade-in guitar solo to start the song off, which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. The dark stage and Cat is dancing in silhouette, acting out the song. 
which mm-hmm. he had women do throughout his career. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the first instances, though, and the lighting is beautiful. Um, yeah. And, man, I started watching this VHS when it came out in 1987, so I was like 13 years old. So it never hit me that this was like a drum machine. There's no other band members on the stage and probably a pre-recorded bass or someone playing bass guitar off stage Mm -hmm. because it's just Prince with his peach cloud guitar singing and adding guitar licks throughout the entire song. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And this was like another new beginning for Prince's look. Kind of he was returning to uh, being a solo artist. His hair had grown out compared Uh to Under the Cherry Moon quite a bit. Yeah. Longer hair, glasses, ribbons in his hair, a black trench coat. Braids. Yeah. Braids with these little like rag ties on them. That almost looked like earrings, but they were coming from his hair. Right. And Uh, he's got these glasses. Yeah. He didn't need. He didn't need. I'm offended as a glasses oh. wearer, personally. <laughs> he just wanted to be cool like you, Josh. He tried. He tried to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really great look. It is a cool look. I think it's a little... I mean, it is tr- deeply trenched in late 80s, uh-huh. but it's somehow timeless now, too. Like, the black trench coat and the peach and black outfit and colors are all kind of... It could work in any time period, I thought. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. I don't know when it was that I first realized that this whole thing is lip synced and air guitared uh-huh. essentially because yeah. it's so well done. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of the opposite of what we heard during Up All Night with Prince podcast series that we just wrapped up where uh-huh. it's real music for real, real music lovers. Uh-huh. Yes, it was all played by real musicians, but not as you're watching. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I think. Had he done this later in his career, he might have just replayed the whole thing. I'm curious as to why he didn't. He had the same band and the sound stage and the same crew, so I don't know why the decision was made to play over the live stuff that they already had. No, I don't know. But they did. I think there's a really cool shot when he sings, Sign of the Times, Mess With Your Mind, Hurry Before It's Too Late. It's like five minutes, 15 seconds or so. There's a wide shot of the stage with Prince and his guitar and Cat over his left shoulder. And the camera flies past Prince over his left shoulder and up to Cat. And somehow Dr. Fink is on stage at the keyboards at that point, too, which I had never noticed before. Cat's dancing next to the keyboards and Dr. Fink is standing there. Cool. It's kind of a cool fly-by shot. Yeah. A whole drum line comes in. Yeah, the whole band. Sheila E. Mm-hmm. Even people who aren't drummers. Yes. They come in playing drums. Yes, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to be playing. That's right. You better you better have some rhythm. That's Yeah. <laughs> and they do. It's cool. And they do. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, While that's happening, uh, there's a cool shot of Sheila crossing the drumsticks over her head and an X symbol with Cat dancing right where the drumsticks cross. It was a well-choreographed little snippet, Mm -hmm. I thought. And in addition to plasma globes, we get some insight into another Prince obsession at the time, which is the chant from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah, well, I never get tired of that. Yeah. Oh, 
So he does it. The crowd does it. Everybody gets into it. Everybody um, knows it. Doesn't matter where it. you go in the That's world. Right. Everybody knows. Everybody how to do knows that. that chant. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. One other thing I meant to mention up front before we started was we'll get deeper into lyrics and song meanings and whatnot when we cover the actual album. Right. Here we're just going to talk about the visuals yeah. of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going to get all into lyrics. We'll get yeah. into that later after Super Deluxe There'll officially be plenty of time released. for that. Yes. Yeah. We get a little shot from the original footage. Oh, in and, Sign of the Times? Yeah, you? and we see that it's really dark and it's really grainy, but it also kind of works. And it gives us a sense of how big the crowd was during yeah. the original set of filming. And you also kind of get a real good sense of how faithfully they reproduced the set from when they recorded it in Europe and when they recorded it at Paisley Park, because it's difficult to distinguish that this is not the same area where they've recorded it. Yeah, where you had tens of thousands of people as opposed to at Paisley Park where they had a few hundred right. extras. And so I think if you didn't know, you might assume that the dark and grainy footage is just the cameras way far back didn't do a good job. Yeah. and But the cameras up on the stage did a much better job, and that's not the case. Right. But you kind of would get that feeling. So if you didn't know the story behind it, I would not fault you if you... Didn't guess. I have to say, they did do a very good job, not just with the stage setup, but also with costumes, what everyone is wearing. There was yeah. a lot of details to recreate so they could use what they could of mm-hmm. the original footage. And it looks awesome on Amazon Prime in yeah, HD. It really did. At least the parts that were reshot look awesome. Yeah. And because those look so great, it does reveal <laughs> more so the lesser quality original footage. That's which fair. I never really noticed watching on, of course, VHS and a CRT television <laughs> did not reveal those things. No. So uh, the lack of technology at the time probably helped make this thing work. And today is uh, kind of revealing of the truth. Yeah. That's okay. It is. I'll take the, I'll take the great looking updates. Beautiful HD. Yeah, it does it, look good survives well yep yes then we get uh play in the sunshine correct yeah uh but before that can kick off it wouldn't be complete without a vignette of a plasma globe and Uh neon street signs that read uptown girls 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 eat hotel nude Uh uh-huh you know and prince approaches the plasma globe with his guitar put his puts his hands on it and closes his eyes and he's got his peach cloud guitar yeah he's being transported by the plasma ball he's getting his energy from the (laughs) plasma ball (laughs) so here again he addresses the crowd as uptown hello uptown and welcome two three song kicks off mm-hmm. everybody really looks like they're having a lot of fun yes they do especially bathed in like yellow lights that kind of mm-hmm. look like sunshine on yes. the stage which mm-hmm. i thought was really nicely done uh greg brooks cat and wally are dancing and singing backup for this mm-hmm. and uh miko weavers on guitar levi Caesar on bass dr fink on keyboards 
Bonnie Boyer on keyboard, Sheila E on drums, Atlanta Bliss on trombone, Eric Leeds on saxophone. It's a big band, essentially the Love Sexy band that we covered eons ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wanted to mention this is a weird song. It's weirder as a studio recording, <laughs> the, the drum pattern in it. It's Fair. less weird live, but it is a weird song, and it's a little polarizing among Prince huh. fans. Really? Some people love it. Some people huh. do not. I love it. I, I think it was very fun. I love the string of color lyrics. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, the gold light on the stage is uh-huh. really sunshine esque. Yeah. Yeah. And I also noticed that Bonnie Boyer is dressed in the opposite of Prince. She's got a black shirt and a peach tie on. She uh. looks like Prince from the Spider Verse. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. He says uh, 67 minutes. Is it 67 minutes or 6 to 7 minutes? I don't know which huh. it is. Six to seven minutes. I thought he said 67 minutes, but you had mentioned to me that that might be the length of a CD at the time. That could possibly be one reason he would say that. I don't know what it that. meant. Me either. Me either. Um... I love that he sings this more frantically, too, than the studio version, especially I'm going to have fun and how he delivers the line. Pop goes the music when the big white rabbit begins to talk. Mm -hmm. There's like this alliteration of big white rabbit, which I think is a reference to Harvey. Okay. Yes. Play. Yes. Lots of close-ups, too, of the custom-made metal jewelry that all the band members are wearing. There's a star, an arrow, a peace symbol, a heart. All these symbols that mm-hmm. make up the aesthetic is are pretty cool. Yeah. This was kind of a Where's Waldo of shiny hearts That's on true. the stage this... <laughs> and throughout the movie. You're right. Some are very <laughs> obvious. Some are real tiny. Uh-huh. Yes. And it You're was right. super fun and... I was like, ooh, that'd be a fun drinking game. And I'm like, no, now is not the time to be going to the ER for alcohol poisoning (laughs) because that's what it would be. Yeah, what are you in for? I was watching Sign of the Times, a concert (laughs) film from 1987. There were too many hearts. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first instance, too, of Prince saying thank you in the immediate in the middle of a song, and there's this immediate, maybe too immediate to be believable, crowd response of, no, thank you, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. It happens a couple of times. Thank you. And also some dialogue in the middle of the song between Prince and Cat. Hey, Cat, why don't you let me take you out tonight? <laughs> yeah, she turns him down. Let's just say she, yeah, said no. Yeah. She, she said no. She turns him down. Hey, Cat, why don't you let me take you out tonight? There's some really cool shots of Sheila E. Yes. He says, drummer, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And they do this, like, overhead shot, which is now you would do it with drones. and Yeah. Then it was like... He had to rig up a camera that could spin above Uh drums. And it was awesome. Very cool. It was really great. And then after that part, Prince compliments Sheila. Oh, look. Christy's got this look on her face. Not bad for a girl. On the drums, Sheila E. Not bad for a girl. (laughs) It's done very tongue-in-cheek, though. and we see You see Sheila's sly face Uh as if to say... You know, I kick your ass at this too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at yeah, this drumming thing. Uh-huh. So I thought it was fun. On the drums, 
then there's a Prince guitar solo. And I had always thought that the band was singing. This is when I was much younger and watching the VHS. I always thought that the band was saying, just singing, ooh, hoo, but they're saying, play that thing over oh. and over and over again cool. while he does his guitar solo after Sheila's drum solo. The silly facial expressions by Prince during this guitar solo. It's like every string and chord pulls a string on his mouth into this <laughs> weird contortion. It is great. Yeah. Especially considering it's a reenactment of the guitar solo. Yeah, exactly. He sold it really well. Well, he did sell it really well, but he wasn't actually playing, so he could concentrate more on what his face is doing. That's true. He was face playing. Uh, that's, that's right. And then it ends with a uh, shave and a haircut. Two bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fun. Yes, and very, very Prince. Yeah, just odd. That's why I love Sign of the Time so much as an album, as it's just this weird eclectic mix of, you know, mentions of... Harvey, the big white rabbit from the Broadway show, and shaving a haircut two bits, and Wizard of Oz, and mm-hmm. it's just bizarre and fun. Yes, it was great. Then we get just a taste of Little Red Corvette from 1999. One of the few, I think the only Prince song not from Sign of the Times that's included mm-hmm. in here. There's a cover song later on also that's not his, but this is the one non-Sign of the Times song by Prince included here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get the first first little snippet of it. Yeah, he's at the piano. Mm-hmm. He's lost his trench coat. Yes, he did. There's at least a little bit of original footage here, too, yes. that I noticed. And unlike some of the other concerts that we've concert videos <laughs> that we've covered, the video effects that are done here, while a little primitive... They're nicely done. There's like a close-up on the right side of the screen and a wide shot on the left side of the screen that kind of vignette into one another. And they're nicely done. They're not overdone. It's tasteful. Just kind of an interesting use of video effects in an era where they weren't super easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and were more effective. And, yeah. yeah. Somebody took some time and care with it. Yep. They... <laughs> They actually, because they filmed it on actual film when they had a little slow motion of him jumping over the camera. Yeah. It actually looked really nice. Yeah, it didn't look like it was this stutter stepped. Yeah. I don't know, stop motion video kind of thing. Yeah. It was nice and smooth. Um, I love his ad lib too, where he sings, and you need to find a love that's going to last. And he asked, Do you suppose maybe I could be that love mm-hmm. before the slow motion starts? Jumping off platforms and heels. Yeah. Very quintessentially 80s prince. Yep. He wouldn't have had it any other way. No. No, no. And then, is that the mic? No instrument. Who in the house knows about the quake? We do. Yep. And he disagrees. Tell me who in this house knows about the quake? We do. (laughs) That's right. The song is all about disagreeing with what the crowd chants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how 
he never played Housequake like this live with a vocal effect like the Camille mm-hmm. persona that's on the studio version. In fact, he's pretty yelly and gruff on vocals throughout this whole thing. It's not a lot of singing. It's a lot of speaking and speak singing and maybe a little blending in of rap and a lot of yelling mm-hmm. that somehow works. Yes. Super, super well. And you can really get a good look at his outfit. He's got yeah. on peach pants with sequins on one side and fringe on the other and a peach button up shirt with this scarf Yeah, in a way that only Prince could pull off as a man, as a man, it was tied under his shirt yep. around his neck and then came through buttonholes. Yeah. To almost be a tie scarf. Uh huh. Yes. It looked like a tie, but also a scarf, but. It's so cool. Yeah. Like only really he could pull yeah, it off. And, and how still look. shortcut his shirt is too. It is cut really short, uh-huh. like just barely above the waistline. Right. Uh, you know, there's a line of shirts called no tuck. Uh-huh. This was way shorter than those. It was shorter than the no tuck shirts. Yeah. His was impossible and to tuck. much blousier. It was very blousey. Uh-huh. I will say that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just lots of microphone dancing in the song and jumping in his boots. And like you said, he doesn't play a single instrument on this. He leaves all the music to the band. Mm-hmm. And we can see the roots of Jump Up and Down, which we just covered. Oh, he yeah. said it over and over. In the Everlasting the two- Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the 2002 era, he that was at concerts. He said that a lot from One Night Alone concerts, Jump Up and Down. Yep. And here's a long ago precursor of that. Yeah, with it's instructions. An, complete yeah. with instructions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love the part that's in the studio version, Shaka Laka Boom. What was that? Aftershock? Uh-huh. And he says, I think it's cat. Uh-huh. There's footage of Prince scooting across the floor on his back, does the splits, comes back up again, while Cat looks along ready, you know, with a look on her face like she's ready for a dance battle with, mm-hmm. with Prince. Okay, so... While he's doing this dancing, uh huh. Sometimes the fringe on his pants is all peach. Oh, really? Sometimes it's all black. Didn't notice. And sometimes it's a mixture of peach and black. He had color changing fringe. I had no idea. <laughs> that he is had so cool. More than one outfit. Yeah. <laughs> they use different cuts. Wow. It was a, yeah because yeah. the peach fringe was much shorter. Okay. And thicker. And the black fringe was much longer and finer. And so it was really obvious. And then there were times when there was, he must have had three different pairs of pants. And I don't know why they didn't just make the fringe all the same on three, all three pairs of pants. But I noticed that there was changes in the fringe of his pants. I did not notice. I did not notice. You get a point to Christy. (laughs) One serving zero. <laughs> and I love he tells the crowd to listen to the band. Yeah. And the way he holds yeah. up his hand next to his face. Yep. So that like he's cupping so that he can hear the band behind him, but his fingers are all spread out and he smiles real big. Yeah. It's just it's adorable. It is. 
Um, before he does that, I wanted to mention too, during a sax solo by Eric Leeds, I have read somewhere where Prince told someone what he was doing to do that. He was mimicking like cooking dinner or something else in a <laughs> dance. And then he kind of passes it back over to Eric Leeds. He turned this action of pantomiming into a fun dance and it was very, very cool. But yeah, I think that he definitely enjoyed this performance. Oh yes. For sure. Because it was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got to slow it down some. That's right. We're done quaking the house. <laughs> and his outfit is a bit different. For slow love? Yes. Yeah. He's got still got the peach shirt on, but the top is undone and the scarf is wrapped a little higher around his neck. I think you were supposed to think he just undid the top button. Yeah, but he was like a little more disheveled mm-hmm. for this ballad somehow. Yeah. And much sweatier. Yes, he's super sweaty. And his shirt is tucked into his peach suspenders now, too. Uh-huh. Which works as a more extreme no-tuck-it shirt because the suspenders are higher than regular pants. Right. So he understands the pant-shirt <laughs> relationship. Or as Were Nick... You, did you as, think he didn't understand the relationship between pants I'd and I'd never shirts? questioned it before <laughs> until now. Why would I? It's like, it reminded me of Nick Offerman saying, if your shirt is not tucked into your pants then your pants are tucked into your shirt. <laughs> and he's done both so far. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. Prince is an equal opportunity pant shirt tucker. That's right. That's right. He's the mother of all tuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Slow Love. I think I could safely say it's often listed as many fans' least favorite track on the album. To me, though, the more I listen to it, the more I like it, okay. and uh, it's still a high bar because there are great ballads on this album. So for it to be the weakest of what's there is not a put down to me in any <laughs> way. And I think that the live performance here is actually better than the studio version of the song, too. That's my summation before we get into details. Okay. Outside of shirt-pant relationship. Mm-hmm. Speaking of those pants, he's, again... Had a variety of fringe on his pants. Did he during the all the different cuts here? He yep. still has those color changing fringe pants. <laughs> How come those aren't Amazing. on display at Paisley Park? I don't know. Like with a somebody's got a remote, and they know. Yeah, boop, and, and the and the fringe spins around. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 I didn't think it was on a. On a it's, like a mechanism. Yeah, I like a mechanical would... carousel of fringe. <laughs> I thought it was magic. Prince is magic. Okay. He went, boop. (laughs) I was thinking of it more like the carousel of progress, Uh, (laughs) a fringe. Progressive fringe. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Greg Brooks singing background on the chorus, or at least it's filmed with him singing along. I don't believe his voice is even in the mix at all. (laughs) You can't fool me, Greg Brooks. And man, you and I, we did watch this together at least once and noticed that like 75% or more of the people in the crowd have lighters with them. And you're like, wow, is there any more sign of the late 80s that everybody had a lighter with them? Everybody had a lighter with them. Lots of mic tricks. Prince is jumping up and high kicking the mic at one point, like 
better than a member of the Rockettes would. <laughs> when he sings, you can see the race car drivers. Let me show you what I'm made of tonight. And he unbuttons and half removes his shirt and screams. It's kind of a purple rain moment. Yeah. To well, me. And that kind of explains why he didn't put on a fresh shirt. He was just going to rip it open. That's right. And reveal his chest. That's right. Everyone goes nuts. Yeah, that's right. He's just in his suspender pants. Yep. With his hairy chest exposed. Uh Uh-huh. You can see the rest kind of drivers, yeah. He does the splits then and releases the mic stand and it seems to like follow his every move almost magically. Speaking of magic fringe, he knew the weight of that mic stand and how it would behave and how gentle or hard to pull it and shove it and bounce it. Mm -hmm. He was like as comfortable with that as he was with his own guitar, which I thought was really cool. Super fun. The horns play these like train whistles that become kind of ominous. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's this like chatter on the stage. There's like people talking and. At the end of the song, Prince glances to his right. And Greg and Kat are embracing. Oh, some side eye. He's not sure he's very happy about that. He goes into this prayer stance and gives him the side eye. Mm -hmm. The song comes to an end. The car lights flash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the car behind a chain link fence that's hanging on the wall in Paisley Park. Yep. Right at the end of the tour. Yeah, it's in the MPG Music Club room Mm -hmm. on display. Super cool. Yep. So it rolls into I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. Uh huh. Yeah, these people doing some poor acting. Yeah, there's like some jazzy back alley dealings going on. Mm hmm. But dude's complaining that his girlfriend wants him to talk to her. Yeah. Like, oh, how dare she want him to speak with her? The, uh,. Party noises and voices that you mentioned that you hear at the beginning of this are very similar to the beginning of the song Witness for the Prosecution that's on Sign of the Times Deluxe that's already been released as a promo single. You can listen to it now. I think it's the same effect, party noises. Okay. But yeah, Greg approaches Wally. Wally's like at a bar or some kind of stand and complain about problems at the house with the old woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk to her. Can you picture that? <laughs> you know she had nothing to say. What? Check this. She wanted me to talk to her. Talk to her. Oh man, can you get to that? And this was the official video for "I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man," which is interesting because it was released as a single. Mm-hmm. But the video for the song was this live performance reenacted. Yeah. So lots of weirdness there. It was a little weird. Mm-hmm. And he calls them out again as Uptown, calls out the crowd as Uptown at the beginning of the song. He says, Uptown, let's dance, Mm -hmm. which is fun. And he looks to be dressing in a disheveled manner to match how he looked at the end of Slow Love, but he's also no longer sweaty. Yeah. 
And it's, the peach is a little darker peach, too, than the beginning. Yeah, I thought it was really orange. Yeah, more, like, of, more of an orange, tangerine. Yeah, I didn't... I, didn't uh, I thought they were trying to match it at first, but I don't really think that they were. I think it was a whole new orange hmm. outfit. But it was the same kind of cut with the it well i mean most of what he wore were these that's true suspender pants yeah with this the was holes orange in the hips. now yeah the holes in the hips yeah. after the peach one the peach one didn't have the holes in the hips but yep. all of them after that did mm-hmm. um so it was like that was the unifying thing it wasn't a unified outfit it was a unified style with a whole bunch of outfits so I'll buy that yeah and yeah, because he's got kind of a jacket. It's not a shirt. It's a jacket now over top of the orange suspenders that match them. Right. And this chunky necklace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this entire song, Cat is basically walking around Prince while he's singing and playing <laughs> his peach cloud guitar and relact- reacting to lyrics and yeah, that she, kind of thing. She gives him some uh, faces I've seen our daughter give us when she's unhappy, very preteen looks on cat's faces when she gets turned down as if she wants something she can't have. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I see that face a lot. I was like, that is so familiar to me. I think from now on, when I see that face on our daughter, I might just go. She will hate it, and that she will make will it fun. She will give us even more faces. That's just right. Just like those. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also hard not to notice how much faster this live performance is than mm-hmm. the studio version. It is a much and the studio version isn't slow. No. It's more of a mid-tempo song, and this performance is much more upbeat. Yes. And there's a part near the end of the first part of the song where Prince has a guitar solo and he's kind of interacting with Dr. Fink. They're both playing after one another. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, probably one of my dorkier Prince experience was meeting Dr. Fink in the revolution after a show and Telling Dr. Fink that I love that part of Son of the Times. And he kind of looked at me like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like I, I don't really think, remember that. I, I, didn't, I didn't even think I was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, you know that better than I do. That was the look he gave you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I don't care. Yeah. I got to say it. It got windy on stage. There were fans or something that were mainly on Prince because, man, that guy's hair and jacket were blowing like crazy and his little ribbons in his hair were and everyone else Uh seemed to be unaffected. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, but the length of his hair worked so well with that. Yeah, because it wasn't super long, but it was... No, but it was was enough to be flowy. It was. Yeah. Yeah. The video for the song ended just before the jazzy breakdown mm-hmm. midway through the song um which also has some nicely used video effects again close up on the left a wide shot on the right like we saw in little red corvette that were nicely done and then prince decides during this jazzy breakdown to take to a platform and show off his wrist heart <laughs> he makes a point of pulling up his sleeve so everyone gets a good look at it and mm-hmm. he throws I can never tell. Is it flowers or stuffed animals in the crowd before? I think they're uh, flowers, roses, like peach roses. Okay. And that's some uh, 
original footage. Oh, of the guitar, of it. really? Mm-hmm. Um, at least with, when he's throwing the flowers out. Mm-hmm. But it's such an excellent performance. And you can really tell which parts were filmed at Paisley Park and yeah. which weren't. Because that heart bracelet that you just mentioned uh-huh. is not there for portions that were filmed in Europe. Oh, okay. He's The heart is on his wrist for Paisley Park, but not... Not, Not from the, the original, original footage. Yeah. Interesting. That might have been a later addition to the show, too, mm-hmm. because those symbols carried over into Love Sexy mm-hmm. also. So he does uh, a good minute plus of Prince basically dancing his guitar into greatness mm-hmm. for a guitar <laughs> solo on that platform. Yeah. It's great. It's one of the best guitar solos on Prince film that I can think of. So as the song winds down, he kind of takes back to the stage, and there's a horn part during the jazzy breakdown after the guitar solo. Did you notice this part? I know you had mentioned to me in passing in the kitchen, there are some things I found, Easter eggs, that might be some of the things that you found. But this horn part after the guitar solo is straight from Rock Hard in a Funky Place from the Black Album, which was in the works at this time. All right. It's hard to notice because it's much slower. But yes, it's straight from that song. We get Hot Thing. Prince plays keys. Yeah, like an organ. Uh Uh-huh. While Kat's dancing behind him against a chain link fence. And he's wearing the same style of outfit that he was wearing before. But it's black with these break brightly colored circles on it now. Right. So it's his black suspender pants and a black jacket. Yeah, it's cool. It's super 80s, but in like the absolute best way. For sure. And the lighting behind him and behind the stage has ovals that match Uh his outfit. Yes. Which is really cool. Yes. And every time he touches a key, he gets lit up. There's a light that's tied to the organ. So as Uh he plays notes, whenever he's playing, his face is lit up. Uh And when he stops, he's in complete darkness. Which I always thought was super cool. How'd they do that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and but then they kind of uh, objectify her a bit. Prince gets up and goes and talks to Wally and Greg. And yep. um, Hey, fellas, look. Yeah, she's a sweet, sticky thing. Uh huh. Tell me what that is. A sweet, sticky thing. Do you want her? No, 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 no. Do you want her? Me too. Come here, baby. Gross. Yeah, I put this, I knew that you would feel that way, and I did put in my notes, it's objectifying, but also a little playful. And Prince sets them straight a little bit after he says, do you want her? And then he's like, no, 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 do you want her? Uh Which is... Maybe a little less objectifying and like you want to get to know her maybe like more than just Uh a sexual thing, but maybe a little deeper than that. Maybe. So I have much less of an issue when he's talking to her in the song, calling her a sweet thing Uh than when the boys talk amongst themselves and call her a sweet thing. 
Yeah. Because she's a thing, not a person. That's fair. Although in their defense, it was just the three of them by themselves. You weren't supposed to hear any of that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> Isn't that the, like, the definition of integrity? I am just kidding. <laughs> I know you're kidding, but I'm going to still talk about it a minute. Yeah. Uh, that's the definition of integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's watching. You're right. And people were absolutely watching and they absolutely knew it. But You're right. It was the 80s. I understand that things were a little bit different then. But they were. we can look back on it and still point out that that behavior was inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, it's also surrounded by, you know, giving her, uh, yes, she was a sexual desire, but she was also, her talents were on display. He gave yeah. her a platform and she yes. was unknown. So it was also. You know, outside of the acting part of it all, yeah, there was a level of Prince, you know, again, giving a female performer a spotlight. And I absolutely agree. I just wish they hadn't gone into that little bit of dialogue that objectified her, made her a thing, something for them to use, play with, enjoy, yeah. rather than a person with talents that they could appreciate. So... Well, I don't know if you know this about Greg Brooks' character in the movie, but he wasn't really into... <laughs> he wasn't a great guy. <laughs> no, yeah. exactly. I, I did notice that, yes. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it was Greg's influence on Prince that kind of made her objectify women. But it's also confusing because previously he was singing to her saying, I could never take the place of your man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't be satisfied with a one night stand. And then here's the same woman. Maybe it's the chain link fence that is the differentiator. Well, she's wearing a different outfit. That's true. And she was hard to see in the dark, too. So he could have been confused. He was tricked. <laughs> <laughs> so, Isn't that like what every little kid <laughs> said in the 80s? It wasn't my fault. I was tricked. That's right. Somebody tricked me into smoking that doobie. That's right. It was supposed to be a sucker. (laughs) So furthermore, in Prince's defense, when he calls her over, he calls her over to say, come here, baby. I want to talk to you. Come here, baby. I want to talk to you. So it was about having a conversation first. It reminds me of the lyrics of Sexy MF. Really, mm-hmm. it was not about the body; it's about the mind. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that in here too. Yeah, um, we get to see Prince's gold chain around his hips. Yes, through his cut-through pants. Yes, you can see his hips, and then you get a little glimpse of that. Yeah, when the song starts and he starts dancing, and the light hits him on stage, um, it's a lot of fun. And there's a piece of stop motion when he's dancing after verse one that reminded me a little bit of Rave into the year 2000 and Live at the Aladdin. But it was again because it was the only instance of it in the whole film. It was actually kind of cool. He's like in the middle of a dance pose, and there's a stop motion like shot of him. Right. And it's not anywhere near as annoying and as cheesy as the same effect mm-hmm. on the other shows that we've watched. Okay. And then there's like the lewdest thing in this whole movie is right in this mm. little part. Yep. And if you're not paying attention, you will miss it. Let me guess. Prince is walking backwards uh-huh. up a ramp, has a microphone. Yep. What does I he do wait. with it? I can't wait to get you home where we can be alone. Hot thing. I can't wait to get you home. Hot 
and he licks his thumb and puts it on the microphone, but the microphone's down near his crotch. Yep. Like he's touching somebody else. Yeah, this is the most it's like so dirty mind dirty. moment of the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> I also like the way he even says, can't wait to get you home. Uh-huh. He kind of words it a little differently. Yeah. I think it's before that part, too, where he uh, he asks in the lyrics, are your smiles for me? And he had been doing his fingers out in a big smile. Uh-huh. And then he brings them up to his dimples and kind of twists <laughs> his fingers into his cheeks, uh, into his dimples when he asks, are your smiles for me? And it's super cute. Uh-huh. slides between her legs and steals her tutu at one point. Yes, that's kind of fun. She acts shocked, but... Delighted. Yeah. 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 And then the two of them dance together on stage during Eric Leeds' sax solo with some great facial expressions from Prince. Like, he looks at the crowd like, I don't even know if I can handle this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, his face, it's great. Yeah. And then they escape to the back of the stage together at that chain link fence again for some mock slamming of their bodies against Uh one another. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They never touch. No. But, and it's, but it's pretty saucy. Yeah, it is saucy. Mm-hmm. Still the microphone thing, the licking his finger and <laughs> microphone thing. That. I was still looter. Wow. Looter. More lewd. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so at the very end of the song, when they come back for one more chorus, the chorus of the song is quite simple. Uh, but Cat teases Prince as he sings at the end of the song, and then Prince waves her away like, get out of here kind of Uh playfully like you know yeah we planned all this out and you did a good job yeah it's fun and then they embrace at the very end of the song on a platform center stage Mm -hmm. as the song kind of comes to an end yep and with that we're going to take a real quick break we'll be right back with a song not composed by prince I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it. There's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Thanks for sticking with us through that quick break. We're back. And now's the time. Composed by Charlie Parker. It was a single in 1945 by Charlie Parker's Beboppers. Yep. Yep. I remember Prince singing and mentioning Charlie Parker a lot during the song, so he's clearly listening to his music. And uh, on November 26th, 1945, Charlie Parker led a, re- record- a recording session that is marketed as the greatest jazz session ever. And uh, he had sidemen such as uh, Miles Davis on trumpet. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really cool because this was a year that Prince performed live with Miles Davis uh, for a New Year's Eve concert. The tracks recorded during that session included Now's the Time. Cool. So I went and listened to this. I don't know if you had a chance to on Apple Music. 
And it's recognizable as this song, but it is a very different arrangement. Yeah. So, yeah, now's the time, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> now's the time in the 80s and not the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Prince kind of vanishes for the lets the band play and mm-hmm. uh, more street dealings to occur, to occur. Yeah, there's some dudes playing some kind of betting game with dice. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but every band member seems to get a little bit of time on this one. And there's a mock fight on stage mm-hmm. that I believe Prince comes in to break up dressed in a police uniform. Mm, okay. You can only see him from behind. Right. You think he's it's Prince. black curly hair, uh-huh. short and petite. Yeah. Doesn't look like he could break up a fight between any members of this <laughs> band. Uh, yes, I believe it is him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hey, Dr. Fink's not wearing his mask properly. I know. <laughs> Nor is As wearing- people who are very <laughs> invested in, please put on your mask. Yeah. Hanging around his neck is not helpful. Don't wear your mask like Dr. Fink. Well, he was between surgeries That's and right. was with his quarantine band at that point. <laughs> they were not in the midst of a pandemic. They were not. No. Although, if Prince rewrote Sign of the Times today, you can bet this would be part of it. For sure. Yeah. Um Sheila E. gets introduced by Levi Caesar Jr. for an awesome drum solo, mm-hmm. which is neat because the only reason that Levi and Bonnie are in this band is because they were band members of Sheila's that mm-hmm. she brought over with him when she joined Prince for this tour. Um, so she has a very worthy drum solo. I think it would make John Blackwell smile. Mm-hmm. We've covered many John Blackwell drum solos. Yes. Obviously, Sheila's a tremendous drummer. She stands up and loses her drumsticks at uh-huh. one point and yeah, just beats the cymbals by hand. It was great. <laughs> Very it was great. It was super fun. Yeah. So if that drum solo was not recorded live, it has me fooled. I watched it, and yeah. I think that it was real. I agree, because... I think it would have been really difficult to recreate that sort of frantic yeah. drum set right there. And we know there were some overdubs and portions that were recorded and used yep. at Paisley Park. So I think that must be certainly one of them. I think so, too. And that we both commented on the size of that drum kit, how it's large huge. it was. Very big. Yeah. Probably the biggest drum kit ever on tour with yeah. Prince. Oh, and there's a wide shot I wanted to mention before Levi's bass solo that shows the stage lighting, and it's like purple, blue, orange, yellow, and it's really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went back and watched that a couple times. Very cool. And then, um, I don't think we're going to talk about it very much, but there's the video for You Got the Look dropped in. Yeah, definitely the weirdest part of the movie. Um, first yeah. of all, because it's not a live recording. Right. Which is also weird. It's a lip-synced performance on the stage. Mm-hmm. The video quality is just terrible. You can tell that it was spliced in from another session right. of some kind. It was filmed in Paris. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, I guess Sheena Easton was there. 
Yeah, and they and the band was going to be there, so they got they together. Went, yeah, they went ahead and filmed the video. I mean, it didn't have to be as good a quality back then because yep, you know, there wasn't as good a. It, yeah, I mean, he, I don't even TV. know that they were really even planning on making this movie or not sure if they were going to include you got the look yeah yeah so they just dropped the video that was run on mtv right here in the middle yep and uh you see everyone backstage getting ready before a performance and even like in a circle Mm -hmm. saying a prayer before a performance almost yeah yeah and i think that of note this is probably the first Prince video to be shot widescreen, outside oh. of what was done for Purple Rain for a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a widescreen shot, which was probably just, you know, letterboxed. Uh-huh. Right. Um, hmm. Also weird because the studio track featured that they're lip-syncing to features Prince's altered Camille vocal right. voice. Vocal voice. Vocal, vocal voice. <laughs> as opposed to his and vocal haircut. That's right. His vocal feet are very different. <laughs> so it looks strange to see Prince lip syncing in a concert environment to a voice on a studio track that has been altered. Fair. Strange. I did want to mention, I know we said we weren't going to talk about lyrics much, but when he says, you know, boy versus girl in the World Series of Love... The World Series would come to Minneapolis in 1987, and the Minnesota Twins beat the St. Louis Cardinals 4-3 in the Best of Seven Series that year. So a year where there's a successful Prince single mentioning the World Series, the Twins got a victory in the World Series. Very cool. I bet they wish he'd mentioned it more. Yeah. Yeah. This was also the one section of the entire film that was not directed by Prince. Yes. Um, it was directed by uh, a man named David Hogan. The concept is Prince is dozing off backstage and then wakes up backstage and kind of smirks a little bit like this whole thing, thing on was stage a was a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm sure we'll talk about it more when we get to videos proper at some point between yeah. now and the middle of 2021. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what else are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Staying home, I hope. Yep. And then we have another little vignette, cat's on the phone during a thunderstorm in a bed, and she looks out the window, and Prince is just outside performing If I Was Your Girlfriend. Yeah, in the same white fur coat from the You Got the Look video. Yes. Um, And again, this is a song in which the studio version features Camille altered vocals by Prince, but live, he's just singing in a falsetto voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My first note here is man, it's windy when you want to be someone's <laughs> girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yes. I noticed it was very windy again, and that jacket makes it very obvious because all the, you know, long faux fur is. Yep. Going nuts. Yeah. It's got parts in Flowing it. Flowing in the breeze, yeah. just like his hair. Yeah. So we won't get into lyrics, but I will say that lyrically, this is probably one of Prince's greatest songs. Gender bending and mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Um, I think it speaks to the heart of many women in the way that he wants to treat her mm-hmm. and be more like a girlfriend to her as a man. Yes. 
Yes, and, and he, he makes some really charming faces yes, he when does. he's offering to do things for her, like make her breakfast. Right. Would you let me wash your hair? Could I make you breakfast sometime? Could we just hang out there? Go to the movies and cry together. Which is both interesting because he's saying it amidst all these other friendly things, but make you breakfast is a very sexual thing, so it's kind of... An interesting play dichotomy. Yep. Yeah, clearly you would only be making her breakfast if you stayed the night. Right. Right. Thought there was a moment when he says, Listen, girl, I don't want you to think I'm being self centered or something and he kinda does this thing on his nose with his finger that's all about just being cool. <laughs> you know? His nose yeah. didn't itch. He had an itch to be cool. That's <laughs> okay. And it was cool the way his mic came apart. Yeah. He didn't have to pull it out of the little holder, little uh-huh. grippy thing. It just came right off the Yep. All very well planned, stick. right? Yeah. Yeah. At the end, when the song's kind of winding down and there's horns playing, he sheds his coat and is dancing in a silhouette. And yeah, he's almost really like... really cool. He's like a ballerina, like a professionally trained ballerina. That's uh-huh. what I thought watching that. And then he leads Cat to the top of the stage and another obvious heart. Mm-hmm. It's a heart-shaped metal bed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A big uh, reflective mirrored heart. And they lay down on it. And it's there was love and sex and neon above the stage the whole time. And you pointed this out. You're like, hey, we can read those the right way. In the mirrored heart. Yeah, I guess the neon was probably on both sides of the word, the words love and sex. Uh huh. So it was lit on the back also. So oh. maybe the heart reflected the back side of the signs and made them right reading. Oh, that would and make sense. And perfectly positioned in the top arches of the heart to uh-huh. the left and to the see, right. See, and I them. thought maybe they had them reversed up on the ceiling so that you could see them properly. Oh. But it could be, but I just thought, well, if it's because you could see the neon love sex uh-huh. above them, and if it had neon lights on the back of the letter forms, they would of course be backwards, but reflected in the heart, they would be right oh, reading. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. This has been Sherlock Holmes with Josh Norman. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought in silhouette, Prince looks a lot like he did in the 1999 concerts when he's lit from behind and dancing here because his Mm -hmm. hair is back to almost that length again. Same Mm kind of length, different styling, but same length. So I thought that was kind of neat. And then we get this vignette of Prince showing us a ruby ring in a storefront. He really wants us to get a good look at it. Isn't it nice? Yeah, he has to urge us to come closer, closer, come here. Which is weird, a little bit, because I guess it's a, this is a popular song for weddings, yep. and I guess that's kind of what he was getting at yeah, with us looking been. at the, that it was an engagement ring, but most people didn't have ruby engagement rings in the mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah, although I don't think he would be very traditional about his that's choices of fair. wedding rings. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's cute. Again, like you said, there's him being endearing in yeah. some form or fashion. Yeah. And he definitely is here, too. Yeah. I don't know. If I had to deal with a salesperson, I'd probably deal pretty well with him. Yeah, but he was outside the store, though. 
It wasn't oh, like, like he said, was. He was not traditional in his choices. <laughs> okay. Okay. We get the OEOs from the Wizard of Oz again. Yeah, with some original concert footage, Mm -hmm. I think, too, because you see tens of thousands of people with lighters in their hand. And the crowd is so big, you can tell how long it takes the sound to travel from the front to the back of the stadium. Yes. Because all the lighters are slightly Yeah, they're going in a wave. Yes. From close to the stage to the The nosebleeds. Yeah. Yeah. That you can tell when when the beat hit. Yep. People were pretty good about hitting that beat with their. Yep. Yeah. It's a good experiment in like a, I don't know, a visual representation of sound traveling. Yeah. A little yeah. science lesson at the beginning of <laughs> forever in my life. <laughs> so that goes on for a while. As a young teenager watching this film, I remember this taking, seemed to take forever to me for Prince mm. to show up with his acoustic guitar because there's just the beat of forever in my life playing and mm-hmm. the OEOs and I'm like, finally, he's on stage again. <laughs> it's not really that long. Really. No, it's not really that long. So he he's starts... in a black outfit with a uh-huh. cattywampus conductor hat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, playing an acoustic guitar. Uh-huh, with got, a mirrored heart on with it. With a mirrored heart inlaid in it, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And somehow... I think it was this song that I first realized years and years and years ago that this is not a live performance. Right. This is a reenactment. Yes. Because this is probably the worst lip sync song in the entire film. Right. I would say. I would agree, absolutely agree. And I guess because it's so he's so lit as opposed to Sign of the Times at the beginning of the concert it was dark and a lot of flashing lights, so it was difficult to see his face and mm-hmm. hear. It's a slower song. It's very well lit on his face, um, so maybe just exposed it a little bit more. And he's got white fringe on his pants, the kind that only he and Roy Rogers, I felt like, could pull <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, in the studio track, it's interesting because Prince sings like in the round with himself uh-huh. and his background vocals are ahead of the lead vocals. So it's sort of backwards is it's mm-hmm. like a backwards round. Right. Um, and here in this live performance, Sheila E and Levi Caesar and Bonnie are singing those in the round parts ahead of Prince's vocals. Mm-hmm. You can save y'all. It had to be a hard song to learn how to sing correctly. Yeah. Well, and to get it timed just right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tells Bonnie, it's your house. Oh, yeah. And she just kills it with some gospel-y vocals. It's great. Bonnie, it's your house. Yeah, and Wally fans her off and feels her forehead to discover she's on fire. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. He is looking at her very appreciatively. Yes, he likes her, you can tell. Yes. I thought that Greg Brooks kind of ended up being like the Morris Day of this crew. I think so, because he walks in uh-huh. with two, two women. girls. Yeah, and 
cat gives him a if looks could kill he'd have fallen right over there dead right but then later she kind of laughs it off like well that's that's my greg (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think she's thinking yeah we get a little bit of a door in Uh here when he sings from the first moment i saw you girl i knew you were the one for me that's Mm -hmm. basically a paraphrase of the beginning of a door There was a tiny bit of a door mixed in here before it mashes up into the song It yes, from Sign of the Times. That was the one that I was like, hey, I noticed that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's yeah. not this song. What song is this? Right. Yeah. So it's sung over All Right Chance. Mm-hmm. Yes, which he is gets great. the whole crowd singing it. Yeah, and if you want to see and hear some perfected screaming by Prince, it's right here when he starts singing, I want to tell you. Tell ya. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even scream that and talk later, let alone continue to sing. <laughs> right. I don't know how he did that. I don't know either, but it's fan freaking tastic. It is. And the whole band standing beside him behind him. Clapping. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah, with tambourines mm-hmm. and other like acoustic instruments. It's great. Yes. And it seems like they added in some sound effects for Prince dropping the mic stand and accidentally kicks it. He kicks it with his right foot after all the screaming. And it kind of drags on the phone a little bit. And there's the sound of uh-huh. this kind of thing. It's in there. It's like they made it make sense. (laughs) So at the end of the song, Prince seems to call on the drum machine to stop. He looks back and he points and he says, Mark. I don't know if that's like a verb or somebody's Somebody's name. name. Mm -hmm. You know, and the crowd continues to chant, all right, Mm -hmm. as it kind of fades out and fades into it's going to be a beautiful night yes it starts with prince and cat touching the plasma ball again more wizard of oz chance hey did you know that prince likes plasma globes and neon signs what yep you're kidding yeah prince is wearing white suspender pants and a jean jacket with hundreds of safety pins and some hearts on it and a police hat yeah it's so so 80s and it is but again like in the best way super cool yeah. i think like the whole band is mostly in white yeah for this kind yes, of party everybody's song. in white outfits here and i thought that coupled with the falsetto gave it a little bit of a disco feel a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's singing in his disco, and again, not the best lip sync. This is probably the second worst lip synced song, right? To me, on the whole thing. 
Yeah, but the Detroit crawl is pretty fun. It is. It's like I'm a just crab here. walk that <laughs> flips upside down and stuff. It's pretty fun. Tonight we're going to get way down. Tonight we're going to vote. Tonight we're going to get to bomb, yo. Talking about the Detroit crawl. Yeah, and the there's a theater background here, like with stars above a city skyline that looks like a stage from a Broadway play and not this pop funk mm-hmm. concert. Yeah. It's really fun and kind of artistic, and I appreciated it. I thought yeah. it was nice. Sheila and Prince trade jobs. They do. <laughs> she comes out and takes the microphone, and Prince goes and plays the drums, and she raps super fast. Yes, on the liner notes for Sign of the Times, the album, it's a trans-Mississippi rap, because apparently she was on the phone when she did this rap part from afar. It was recorded over the phone and has a phone effect on it, but it wasn't even an effect. It was really done over over the the phone. phone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and again, her rap is primarily based on The Table and Chair, a poem by Edward Lear. Um from like the mid 1800s. So I went back. I remember when I first realized, Oh, that's like a poem that she's rapping and went back to look a little bit more at Edward Lear. He was the, he was a poet, obviously a writer and poet. He was the 20th of 21 children. Wow. About half of whom had died in infancy. Wow. Um, he was raised by his sisters who taught him to paint birds and flowers. Oh, and also write about tables and chairs. Yeah, evidently. And how they could hardly be aware how they suffer from the heat, because that's how the song goes. Yes. Um, I think it's another fun part of the song when Prince returns to the mic and Sheila takes back over the drums and Prince uh, asks the crowd, y'all ready to go home? Anybody want to go home? <laughs> no, and they do not. not and he wants to F it then. Let's party. Uh-huh. Y'all ready to go home? Yes. Man, Cat knocks all the boys out with her oh, punching yeah. dance moves. That's <laughs> she does. super fun. Yeah, yeah. Prince gives us a preview of the song Party Man here. Oh. He says, Ain't nothing but a muffin. We got a lot of butter to go. Straight from Party Man lyrics, he says it twice, actually. Very cool. Then mm-hmm. we get, we also get a line from Super Funky Califragis Sexy. Yep. From the Black Album. Brother Brooks will be around in a minute with a bucket full of squirrel meat in it. Yes. Or no, bucket fill in its squirrel meat. I don't know. It's weird, weirdly worded. But there's squirrel, <laughs> there's, there's squirrel meat, which was my, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> wow. It might be ecstasy. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a yeah, reason I think why I'm not it's, on the stage. It's written as like, Brother Brooks will be around in a minute with a bucket filled in it, squirrel meat. Right. Parenthetical phrase. Right. In there, yeah. Yes. 
Yes, you're right. On the Black Album, it was Brother Maurice. Yes. But here it's Brother Brooks. It was somebody else. Yeah. Did you notice just before that when Prince calls for A Train? Uh. A Train! There's a part where his mic stand that's in front of him disappears for a few seconds on stage. Yes, I saw that. Like it, somebody pulls it off the stage. You can see it getting moved off the stage, and then it's back. Yep. Yeah. Just a fun little fact about the editing of this whole thing. And then mm-hmm. we've got a group dance with everyone's leg up on something. Mm-hmm. Even Dr. Fink has his left leg up on his keyboard while he's playing. I don't think Dr. Fink was really known for his dance moves. That's okay. It is okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love at the end, there's a screaming chant, Beautiful night! Mm-hmm. Feeling all right! Mm-hmm. Beautiful night! Beautiful night! Feeling all right! Yeah, real cool, mm-hmm. raw yep. sound to his voice. Is it good. looks like a very exhausting workout. Uh, I would I'm probably sure. not get through the song. Someone would, if they, whoever moved his mic off stage could have bring, brought me like a bottle of Gatorade. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and there are more sound effects added when Prince drops the mic at the end of this song and yells, Thank you! And the crowd immediately responds with, No, thank you! <laughs> kind of fun yeah thank you there's the final song the cross the cross back when it was the cross mm-hmm. yes and there's a cross in lights a heart in lights mm-hmm. a peace symbol in lights mm-hmm. which kind of they're kind of fun because it's almost like somebody made it out of regular lights yeah, because like they, they float up. around a little bit. They float around a little bit, and they're kind of choppy in the way they're put together. Like, Yeah, no. which mimics like the graphics from the album. Yeah. It's like just a rough, raw kind of thing. In fact, they spread apart so far when you get a wide shot of him and his guitar. The heart is like three or four times as wide as it should be and has uh-huh. a giant gap in the middle of it. Yeah. But it's still... Still cool. It is really cool. Yeah. And this is, again, a split between the live, originally recorded footage and Paisley Park soundstage footage. Right. Um, you can tell because the cross on his face, he yeah. has a little cross painted on his face with white paint. Yeah, on his left cheek. Mm-hmm. It's uh, much straighter in the yeah. Paisley Park footage. Like they took some time to draw it on properly. Mm-hmm. And in the live footage, it's pretty haphazard. It's like somebody took, stuck their finger in the white paint and drew a quick cross and he was good to go. Right. The way I could tell the the real footage was the vertical part of the cross was curved a little bit on yeah. his face. Yeah. Like he was Paisley... smiling when yeah. he put it on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is very, the song is, I don't know if you've heard the hymnal, the old rugged cross. <laughs> yeah. It is a little in that vein. It's, a little bit, it's yeah. It's a rugged kind of song. Um, it's kind of folksy, at least with guitar intro, very quiet and reserved. Prince is in a denim jacket again, by the way, a slightly mm-hmm. different one. And I believe that denim jacket ended up on the Cosby show. Oh, One of the really? kids ended up wearing it on an episode. Yes. What? Yep. Pretty sure. I think it was Vanessa. 
I sent Prince a letter in 1987. What? How have I never heard this story? Okay. Because oh, nothing ever happened with it. There's really not much of a story. <laughs> I don't know. I was watching it, and I, my mom or my dad both said, well, because I'm like, that jacket is so cool. Wow, that's so cool. And I watched the stupid movie all the time. Uh-huh. And so both of my parents saw it with me or they watched me watching it and one of them said well why don't you send a letter tell him that you like the jacket maybe he'll send it to you oh oh okay (laughs) what a mean thing to say to you well i I wrote it in a way that was just like i really think this whole movie is so cool and the jacket you wore so awesome and i was careful not to ask for anything Uh i was like well if i ask that's that's kind of just dumb and rude Uh uh-huh and so, yeah, nothing, Aww. nothing ever happened. But I did mail it to him, found his address, and mailed it to him. That's very nice. So who knows? It's probably somewhere. Maybe it's in the garbage. Maybe I know he kept a lot of those things. So yeah. Who knows? Aww. Near the end of this, so this was song was kind of like the Purple Rain of Sign of the Times. I would say sure. it was that rock ballad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not played last in concerts. They reversed the order of these for the concert film. The cross okay. usually preceded. It's going to be a beautiful night, and it was kind of a party song at the end for the this movie. They put the cross at the very, very end. Near the end, Miko and Prince and Levi do this thing with their guitars where they're lifting the necks over their right shoulders as they play simultaneously, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a dance move. Right. And we would see him do that again a couple years later on an th- appearance on Saturday Night Live where he played... Uh, electric chair and that was part of their like dance moves for this thing so it was sort of like a prince dance easter egg fun yeah fun i thought the uh vocal performance was so great it just ends on this spectacular guitar yeah he kind of collapses onto his knees Uh on stage and yeah it's kind of giving it his all yeah it's great yeah and Unfortunately, it really ends on this silly reverse video of Bonnie dropping flower petals, which was fine when it was played forward, and it was silly when it was played backwards, like the flower petals were coming back up into her hand. It was just silly. Yeah, that's true. And this whole song also was interspersed with scenes from... The movie also it was almost like you, they wanted to make it clear that this was the last song because you saw little snippets of uh, part of the previous performances that you had just seen, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. And then there's some crowd noise and B-roll footage with the credits and a instrumental version of Sign of the Times. Yeah, with some, it's got some additional guitars and other parts to it that aren't part of the... Um, vocal version, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it serves as the music bed for the entire uh, credits over, like you said, scenes from the movie and band introductions and that kind of stuff. And um, I've got to say, we've got uh, t- typography here that's nicer than what we saw <laughs> in 1999's Raven to the Year 2000 and 2002's Live at the Aladdin. Could have taken a cue or two from what was done. Right. Yeah. It's much more tastefully done. Yeah, they used a more creative font. I was going to call it silly. It's not really oh, silly it's more font. Handmade. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It mixed with more traditional sorts of readable fonts. Yeah. And I thought it was a nice way to make it both readable and interesting. Yeah, I agree. And so we get 
some footage with like the higher level credits and then it changes to a credit roll on a peach background and mm-hmm. black type, which yeah. was, I thought really cool. Yeah. So I sat and watched through the whole thing. I'm like, let me just watch this. I haven't watched this in a while. I did not know that post-production mixing was done by Sheila E. Oh. She gets credit for that at the end of the film. Very cool. Susan Rogers gets credit as the recording engineer, and David Hogan does get credit direction for You Got the Look on the credits, even though as you watch this film or look at the box, it's directed by Prince on on the highest level. My final thought on this thing was, you know, the fact that it was lip synced to a live performance. You know, I was trying to kind of reconcile how to look at it and appreciate the film as an art form. And I started thinking of like Beyonce and other major artists now releasing visual albums. Uh And that's sort of what this is. It is Mm -hmm. a visual album performance of sign of the times. And I think if you look at it that way, um, if the lip syncing kind of bothers you, which it does a little bit to me towards the end because it's just not quite right. Then I feel better about it. I'm like, Oh, well this is like a promo video for the entire album. Right. And I can get on board with that. Yeah. So very common today, rare in 1987, you might say. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of what we're covering today. So that means we have some choices to make based on rules. Right. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time at which the material was recorded and when it was released, which are very close in time for this particular Mm -hmm. uh, episode. The C, the thing that we liked the least, and the mountain our high point. These are my rules, so I go first. Fair enough. All right, time capsule. Um, it's got to be the outfits. The costumes. The costumes. And just the suspender pants with the hip cut out was super 80s. The jacket, the denim jacket with all the safety pins on it. Very, very, very 80s. The prints, it was... P-R-I-N-T-S. Yes. I realized as soon as I said it that it... (laughs) (laughs) Could be confusing. (laughs) Yes. So that was mine. How about you? Yep. I totally agree. Um, It's got to be a tie between his outfit, his costume, and the hot thing performance, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely loved. And I thought it was like... Yeah, the black one. It's so iconic. Black one with the neon colored ovals on it. Mm -hmm. um, And suspenders. I'm sad that that look didn't last longer. I, it was short-lived for Sign of the Times and then changed more for Love Sexy. The pinnacle of the time capsule for me was that denim jacket with the safety pins. Yeah. And it, that screamed late 1980s. And yes. The stuff that people were doing in high school for me at that time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Give me the denim jacket with the safety pins. Not like, literally give it to me. I wrote you a letter. <laughs> All right, the C, the S-E-A, the low point. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you can probably guess. Here it it comes. the objectification (laughs) of Cat by Prince and Gregory and Wally and Hot Thing. Yeah. Just, you know, telling her she was a hot thing and talking to her about how lovely she was and interesting she was was fine. Uh But them talking about her... Yeah. It was icky. Icky. Sweet and sticky? Ugh. 
<laughs> okay, I don't disagree with you, oh, know, obviously, but it's a small part of a otherwise excellent movie. Well, I would and say. that's exactly that's where why I was it stood out with for it. You, I'm I was sure. like, it's easy, you know, and it would have been an easy thing to leave out uh-huh. and not miss anything. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's no Splash Mountain, but it's it's a, <laughs> it's a piece of the film that you can take issue with. I get it. <laughs> yes. Uh, for me, while I don't disagree with you, um, the C for me is just the lip syncing during the last three songs. They're like the, uh, you know, this, this film is coming to a climax. It's going to be a beautiful night. Is this beautifully shot? beautifully lit performance and you can tell that it's not live once you start really paying attention to it. Um, and that's disappointing to me. I wish they had just re-recorded the entire thing. They're up there doing and probably playing and singing. Right. I wish they had just used the audio from when they, um, refilmed it yeah. for the movie. Oh, and speaking of which, you know, in both the original footage and the re-recorded footage, you know what Prince wasn't wearing? Anything in his ear to help him. No in-ears. No in-ears. No, he didn't need you know? it. No, he didn't. And, yeah. But that was something that we had pointed out in the Aladdin uh, in DVD. The Aladdin that he was wearing that and not trying to hide it. Yeah. And here is an example of earlier in his career when he either had it and was hidden in some way or didn't have it at all. Yeah. And we just didn't have it at all Yeah. this particular one. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's an aside. All right. And then the mountain, the high point. I really liked the way the cross was done, that the there was some of the original footage that was worked in, and it worked super well. Even though you could tell the difference with the cross on his face, it still worked super well with what they did in Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. And it was just aching and earnest and... Yeah, it was a great song and really intense performance. And I love the fact that they had mixed in. I wish there was another performance they had mixed in. It was almost like uh, One Night Alone, Mm -hmm. the live box set, you know, with all these different performances from different places made into a concert. They could have done even more with that. Yeah. Here, Paisley Park and mixed in some other things. I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but I agree with you. It It was was great. Well well done. Well filmed and well recreated. Yes. At Paisley Park. For me, my mountain was and always will be forever in my life mashed Mm -hmm. up with Adore and It and the screaming in it and the background vocals that lead ahead of the lead vocals uh, and the all right chant, um, the acoustic guitar Prince playing. He did it often, but it wasn't normally featured in a song like that mm-hmm. um, as a, a lead instrument. And for me, that was just super special and is really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That brings us to the end of our selections. And now you're going to tell us what we're going to talk about next time. Our road to sign of the times super deluxe edition continues with another uh, re- official release from this time period that is criminally not part of the Super Deluxe Edition, and that is Jill Jones' first album, released in 1987 and in the Excellent. works for many years prior to that, self-titled. Uh, we've got 
her album and uh, some versions of songs that are princes that will mix in also. Very cool. Very cool. I can't wait to dive into that. You've mentioned it's a guilty pleasure of yours, though. I don't know. It needs to be guilty. No, I think I said Carmen Electra is a guilty pleasure. Uh, oh, okay. Jill Jones it's is just a flat pleasure. Super talented singer. Yes. And uh, well, it just justifies her time with Prince, which was very extended. And the fact that she only got one studio album with him. Mm-hmm. I wish it had been more. So um, I just love her album and always have. Yeah, that's great. So I hope I haven't played it. it up so much that Christy's like, meh. <laughs> you said it was great. <laughs> I will compare it to uh, Carmen Electra's album, and um, okay. I'm sure I'll be pleasantly surprised. Don't you talk bad about Carmen's album. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like will... parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we know we don't come on the radio that you make a choice when you listen to us, and we so appreciate it. Please rate and review. It really does help us get found. If you cannot give us five stars for some reason, do please send us an email at tmatspodcast at gmail.com so that uh, we can take your suggestions into consideration. We love to hear from you, though we'd prefer to hear how you know smart and insightful we are rather than what you don't like. I thought we set up the email to only accept compliments. (laughs) Shh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Do tell a friend because it's way more fun when you can listen with a friend. And until next time, happy purple listening. Thanks for listening. 